I want to share with you a, a scripture in my heart this morning. I feel what God is speaking to me in my own life personally, but also about what God is speaking to us as a church. You know, I'm believing, I'm excited about this year. I'm not just hyped up. I'm truly in, in my heart excited about what God wants to do this year. It's not just positive thinking. I know it in my heart that God has orchestrated, God has set things up. God has arranged things in place for us to lay a hold of. And I don't know about you, but I am believing for great things to happen this year. I'm believing for growth. I'm believing for growth in more ways than one. Not around my midriff, but around in my heart, around my thinking. I'm believing for numerical growth as well. I'm believing that God would add into this place, that, I, that God would increase our influence, that God would raise apostles, prophets, pastors up in this house and even send them to nations. I'm believing for new church plants. <laughs> Some of you all must live boring lives. Come on, God, God. It's amazing what God can discover in a person's life. And when you give it to him, it's amazing what he can do in your life. And uh, so the, what the scripture I have in my heart this morning is it's, it's simply really only one word. But it's the whole story is found in Isaiah chapter 60. In this context of Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1, the whole context of this is where Israel had been in captivity for 70-something years, just over 70 years, and they got liberated by King Cyrus. And uh, so that, that the first half of the first section of, of Isaiah is a little bit of gloom and doom. But the second half of the chapter of Isaiah is, the, is, a, is a decree of God's promises of blessing over our lives. And it's interesting when, you start, when I started to look at this piece of Scripture and started to look at this Word and, and start to meditate on this. One of the things I find is that it's, it's easy to... Uh, to, to put it in terms of a time when it is back there. But I believe this piece of Scripture, this word right now, is applicable to our life in more ways than one. The Bible says, he says in this, he says in this Scripture, he says it's a prophetic word. In other words, it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. God has decreed it, and when God decrees something, there is nothing that stops God's word from being fulfilled. The Bible says, says as His word goes forth, it will not return void. So when God is speaking or decreeing or ordering something, it will happen, whether you like it or not. If you want to put your whole self in, I tell you, you'll be caught up in it. And it says here, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the deep darkness of the people, but the, glory, but the Lord will rise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Somebody say, kings are going to come. Kings are going to come. The scripture says here that kings will come to the brightness of your rising. There will be kings in this world. Not uh, There will be kings in the different sectors of society. They will come into this place, and they will come to the brightness of your rising. When God ignites something inside of your life, I tell you, people will come from 100 miles, 200 miles, to come and watch you burn, baby. Someone's burning here. They shall come to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around, all, lift up your eyes all around and see. Lift up your eyes. Sometimes it's, it gets so easy for your eyes to get caught into the little things that are right in front of you, but you've got to lift up your eyes and see what God is doing in a greater perspective. Some people can't see what they're going to do tomorrow. 
Some people don't even know what's going to happen next week, but I know that when God says, lift up your eyes, he starts to saying, lift up your eyes to the possibilities. Lift up to beyond the realm where you live and look up to the world of possibilities. If you can see it, we were just singing this morning. If you can see it, if you can believe it, then you can have it. I know it sounds like a faith confession. It is. It is. I believe in it. I believe if you can see it in here, you see it in your heart, then you can see it materialize. And they shall, come, they shall all gather together. They shall come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. You shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. I'm looking forward to getting out and doing some fishing. <laughs> as, I started, uh, as I was waiting on the Lord over this piece of Scripture, I started to, start, I started to see uh, even the fact that we're putting on a conference. We'll find... One of the things that you will see is people will come from nations. They will gather around to the brightness of our rising. As we emerge, as we come together and put a, a great thing on, it's not just a once-off, but people will come. People will uh, come because they are hungry for what God has in this house. They are hungry for the seed, for what God has in your life. You may not think it right now. You may not even see it right now. But I want to tell you it's there. The day that you discover that, your life will change forever. You can never, ever turn back. The word arise, I'm just going to keep it short this morning. Arise, I want to keep it this, for your light has come. The two words, arise and light. Interesting, the word arise has two different meanings to it. But it's a, essentially, it's about this. It's about God's desire to move us from one state to another state of living. One level of living to another. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's God's desire. It's, it's even a command of God that we would shift from one state of being or one state of living into another state of being. It's a shifting of position. It's a shifting of posture. In other words, the word in Hebrew for arise is kwame, which means it is arising because God commands it to arise. It's arising because God commands it. One of the, uh, the ways that you can, one of the definitions of, of this piece of scripture is that it's an order. And when this scripture, when the prophet starts to say, arise, it is not just a good idea or a suggestion. It's an order from God. It's an order from God Almighty. It's an order, it's a direct command from God into your life today to arise, to shift your posture, to shift your position in life, to shift something inside of you. And today I want to speak on that, about what that means, what that looks like for our life, how I'm seeing this and how I'm going to apply it into my life. The word means to, uh, it, means to, uh, it means to order, it has a sense of meaning, to arise, to make good or to strengthen and to accomplish something. God has something for us and for you to accomplish. Coming to church is not just accomplishing something, you're getting blessed when you come here. Lifting your hands in worship is it's, it's one thing, but arising and fulfilling something, doing something is something else. There is a job, there is an assignment that Christ has for us as a church, together, collectively, and individually. We have an assignment to build something, to do something, to, to, to create something, to bring something back to life, to strengthen the body. Interesting that the word comes from, uh, it comes from the, uh, the word arise, its, it's, it's meaning is found in relation to corn growing. 
and where a corn of wheat, which where it grows, it reaches its full potential, which is to be harvested and to consume, to bring life and strength to the body. One of the things I believe today is we are seeing and arising in more ways than one. When, you, when, when God spoke this word to his people, they were in captivity at the time. Either they were in captivity or they were just out of captivity. But God spoke to them and he said, arise. In other words, get up. Get up, shift your position. There's going to be a, shift, a positioning shifting in your life. One of the things I find very interesting is this, that it's been, been within our lifetime. Maybe if you're a little bit older than me, you would have seen it. But, in the, in the, but it, was this, it was this last year that Israel celebrated its year of Jubilee, its 50th year, the 50th year since it came back alive again. So I believe this. I believe, this is my personal belief, my interpretation of this, is that what we have experienced in our lifetime, what we are witnessing in the world today, some of you would remember the war that took the place, that took place, that brought Israel back together as a nation. Some of you will remember it vividly. Some of you, it's within our lifetime that Israel has reemerged, it has arisen from the ashes, it has arisen from nothing, and it has been established again. I believe what we have experienced in our, in, in our, before our eyes today is, a, is, a, is the fulfilling of that word, because where Israel is today, if you look at the, how, my, how many things have been invented, if you look at how many uh, how much value has been created out of the nation of Israel in terms of irrigation, in terms of horticulture, in terms of technology, in terms of every sector of society nearly. The value that has been created out of a nation called Israel is far higher than any other nation in this world today. The fact is that the kings of technology, the kings of finance, the kings of, of, uh, of all these different aspects and the, and, the, and the various components of our world today have come, whether they like it or not, to the nation of Israel and have, have, have used the value that they have, have, have brought out. There's no other nation that stirs such controversy as the nation of Israel. People either love it or hate it. There is no in-between. I believe that this is a sign. One of the things that we've got to keep our hearts upon is that signs of what God is doing. And sometimes we see signs or signs happen, but we just miss them. The fact is that nation of Israel is a, is, has emerged from the ashes in such a short time and within our lifespan and has become one of the greatest influences in terms of technology and value creating into this world today has got to be a sign that God is real and His Word will remain true, even if it's a little bit down the track. I believe this is also a sign that God is speaking to our lives for us as a church right now. I know in my, in, in my own lifetime, we have seen a move of God come from this church, be birthed from this church, and shake the nations. People came from everywhere to touch God in this house. I believe it will happen again. I believe it will happen again. I know that God has raised up people from this house, and that God has used them to touch nations of the world. I know that there's people here in this house today that God will lift you up. God will lift you up into a place of prominence that people will come to the brightness of your rising. I know it's going to happen in horticulture. It'll happen in, fi it'll be happen in finance. It'll be happening in ministry. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt right now, if you respond to the Word of God today, 
if you respond to the Word of God, if you arise when God says, when God commands you to arise, if you respond to Him, I can promise you this, you will arise and the glory of the Lord will shine upon you. I promise you, I've seen it with my own eyes. There are people here today, something's got to awaken inside of your life. I believe what we're experiencing right before our very eyes. The word arise means to get up to another level. It's a shift in posture. Arise means to shift your posture. Instead of lying down and reclining, or it's a shift in posture. There are times when Jesus shifted his posture. There are times when Jesus reclined at the table. There are times when you read him, he was just eating and drinking and hanging out. But then there was a time when something inside of him also awoke and that he set his face for Jerusalem. There was a time when Jesus' focus, his posture started to shift. Friends, there's got to be a time in our lives where our posture has got to shift. You can't spend your whole life lying down and reclining at the table and just enjoying each other's company. I mean, it's a great thing, but the guy's got so much more to it than that. Let me go on. It means to shift in posture. One of the things we will find is this, is whenever you shift your posture, it creates conflict. Whenever you decide to shift, whenever you decide to shift somewhere, whenever you decide to make a shift inside of your heart, you'll find that somewhere, someone is going to shout out and say, you can't do that, who do you think you are? Even your body will do that when it comes to six o'clock in the morning and it's time to shift your posture. Even your own body will say, who do you think you're, what do you think you're doing? It's time for you to, you don't need to do anything like that. How many people know what I'm talking about? Oh, some of you get up at five o'clock in the morning. You mean you are, you have anticipated the time. <laughs> but there is a time that you've got to shift your posture. He says, he says this, it says, uh, uh, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. When the light has come, it means a, a time has emerged. When your light has come, it means that your time is, 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 is your time is now. Your light is hazy. Your light is not coming. It doesn't say your light is is, is is a little bit away. It says your light has come. In other words, your time is now. Come on, somebody, your time is now. Your time is now to arise. Some people they miss the alarm clock. Some people I don't know about you, but if I'm going out hunting. If I'm going out fishing, I can barely sleep the night before. I can anticipate that clock even if I'm in the deepest sleep. I can wake up one minute before that alarm goes off. I don't know how it works. It just works. Some of you already in your heart and your spirit, something would have already awoken inside of you. You'd already been fasting by before or even said, hey, let's have a fast. Some people, you've already anticipated that God wants to do something and you're already starting to do. You're already starting to wake it up. When your light has come, it declares the start of a new day. It declares the start of new opportunities. I want to tell you here today, I believe that in the heart and my spirit today, as a church, there is a new day that has emerged upon us. A new day has risen upon us. Well, for some of us anyway, for me. For some of you, you will respond to it. Some of you, you'll sleep into to the afternoon. Before you know it, you'll wake up and think, hey man, let's go. They say, no, no, it's already been done. Oh, you missed out. When it's time to arise, when it's time, if you don't respond, 
You find you get left behind. There are some people that anticipate, you know, God has times and seasons for us. Missing out on that time or missing out on that season can end up in disaster or great loss. Let's have a look in the scripture here in, in 2 Samuel verse 11, verse 1. It says, in the spring, the time, somebody say time. In the spring, the time when kings go to war. There is a time where we've got to go to war. I feel it in my heart. There was something else I was going to preach on. I was going to take this whole scripture in a, in a different, different line. But as I was meditating, as I was waiting on the Lord last night, I felt the Lord say, it is time to go to war. It's time to go to war. It's time to go to war. It's time to go to war. For me personally, it's time to go to war in your own life. It's time to go to war on behalf of your people. Friends, I'm telling you, as your pastor, I'm believing. I'm going to go to war for you. I'll go for war in the spirit. I'm going to believe that God will break forth upon your life. I'm believing for you to grow. I'm believing for increase over your life. I'm believing today that God will pour out his blessing. I'm believing for your children. I'm believing for the lost children. I'm believing for your finances. I'm believing for growth. I'm believing some of you will even have more kitties. Hallelujah. Some of you, you're going to know that I'm going to war for you in the, in, in the spirit for you. But also as a church, it is time for us to go to war. There is a time, as a season where you've got to go to war. The whole, let me just put this out. I'm not trying to get you to pick up guns or take arms against the government or anything like that. Just so we clarify that point. Pastor said, we're going to war, so. No, 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 no. The Bible says we don't wage war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. There is an atmosphere. There is a real adversity that will try and shut down the supernatural over our nation. There is an adversary that will try and shut down progress over your life. There's an adversary. You have an adversary. Pastor Mike spoke on that just last year. Download it. But we have an adversary against us as a church that will try and suppress us. He already came a couple of times. But it's time to rise again, church. It's time to rise again. It's time to rise again. Time to go to war. What happens when somebody goes to war? When nations went to war, it was about increase. It was about protection of their people, but it was also about an increase of territory, an increase of influence, an increase of power over their life. I am believing for an increase of power over our lives. That is why I'm bringing an apostle into this place. That is why I'm prepared to sacrifice what it takes to put something on because I believe that God's power wants to come to our nation. It is an, it's not just a conference, it's an act, it's a statement of war that we are believing that God's power is alive in our nation today. We've got to go to war for the lives and the souls of people in our nation. We've got to go to war for the lives and the souls of, of people around us and the person next to you. When it was time to go to war, friends, it's time to go to war. I'm not satisfied just to stay where we are. I'm not satisfied just to stay with what I have. I mean, look, I am content in every way, but that's different. I'm not satisfied to stay at the same level of anointing. I'm not satisfied to stay at three, four hundred people. I'm not satisfied to stay there. I'm not satisfied to stay in an influence that just reaches this much. I want my life to shine out and to influence this much. The Bible says, Job said, the righteous keep moving forward. They keep moving forward. They don't stop. They keep moving forth. I'm going to keep growing relationally. I'm going to shift my posture. When people went to war, when the call for battle went out, 
We're talking about carpenters. We're talking about horticulturalists. We're talking about builders. We're talking about teachers. We're talking about poets. We're talking about musicians. We're talking about blacksmiths. We're talking about accountants. We're talking about lawyers. We're talking about all the different people in society that made up that body. We're looking at students, even the young men of war. We're looking at laborers. We're looking at business owners. We're looking at every person. All of a sudden, when it came for wartime, they transformed from their usual occupation into a soldier. Still the same person, but they've repositioned in their heart. When the war cry came up, they shifted from being the accountant to the soldier. They shifted from being the mum to the soldier. They shifted from being the widow to the soldier. You believe it. I believe that there are widows here. They got more spiritual grunt than some of the fittest guys. I've heard them pray. There's a posture shift in your life that's got to take place. When the time came to push for expansion and growth, the Bible says that but David remained. For me personally, I took this as a personal thing, a personal warning of my own heart. For me personally, I don't want to remain where I am. But David remained. Don't be a king or a queen. We're all kings and queens. Jesus Christ Jesus. Don't remain. The Bible says, but David remained. And because he remained, he got distracted. He ended up doing something that he shouldn't be doing. He got distracted doing his own little hikoi, his own little thing on the side. He got distracted by a little bit of eye candy. Yeah. There are a whole bunch of other things out there that will distract you. Money will distract you. Other things will distract you. Other people can distract you. It's easy to get distracted when the time comes for war. But David got distracted and stayed behind. Because he stayed behind, because he didn't respond to what he should have been doing, he didn't respond to the time. He ended up committing adultery, he ended up wasting and losing what God had for his life. Still, he was a great man, but he missed out on the fullness of what God had for him. If you don't end up, if you, know, if you don't do what you should be doing when you should be doing it, you'll end up doing something that you shouldn't and it will cost you deeply. Friends, the cost for me to not move forward, the cost is greater than the cost or the risk for stepping out and having a go anyway. Friends, I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you. When it's time to move forward, wherever you are in life, don't stand still. If you stand still, you will find that we will all move forward. You'll end up doing something that will cost you. I believe today it's a time to shift our posture. Here's a couple of things I'm going to just finish up with this. A couple of things. Gideon chose his army based on Posture. Those people who were lapping, full of their, looking at the water and just full of their own reflection in the water. You guys can sit this one out. But the other group of people who were looking and looking at the person next and they had their eye on the ball. They had a posture. They were drinking, but their posture, their eyes were still alert. Something was still alive inside of their life. The Lord said, grab those people. 
Friends, I'm telling you, this is one of the things that God spoke to me when I became pastor of this church. Look for ones whose posture is alive, whose posture is ready for battle, not consumed with their own thing. Posture is looking out for the person next to you, keeping the eyes on the leader, keeping your eyes fixed on God. Had a posture that was ready for battle. Bartimaeus was healed because he shifted his posture in response to Jesus' command. When Jesus commanded him in Mark chapter 10, verse 46, immediately he flew off his coat and responded, and then he was healed. Some of you are waiting to get healed before you throw off your coat. Jesus, heal me while I'm lying, heal me while I'm lying down. <laughs> no, no, no. Bartimaeus shifted his posture, and then Jesus healed. Some of you are waiting for a healing in your life. Shift your posture. Jesus is calling you. I'm telling you right now, it's just not a good idea. It's a command from God. Shift your posture in your life today. Here's a couple of areas that we can start to shift and some things that, for, for me that God has personally spoken into me. One, the first part, shift. you've got to shift your posture of spirit. Your posture of spirit. I'm going to tell you today, I have seen some people whose body is either old or completely broken. But you look inside of their eyes and there is something about their spirit. My goodness, it is strong. I mean, I watched my dad when he was, he was ill with infirmity. He spoke to me that verse. He said, the spirit of a man will sustain him through infirmity. There are some people today they're old physically, but their strength is that of a lion. Their, their spirit is alive. But I look into the eyes of some people who are physically as strong as an ox, but they're dead. There are some people you find, you get around them, they could be old, they could be frail, they could have gone through their battle, but you come alive after being with them. Their spirit is alive. Their, their posture remains strong in spirit. Jesus was a man. Even his body was broken on the cross. But as he, as he hung on the cross, broken and bleeding, his spirit was strong. You got a part of your life that's bleeding? Whoa, we all have. Don't let it rob your spirit. Don't let your spiritual posture come and reflect that which your body may be in. Be strong in your spirit. Others you can feel, you come around their life and it's like I've just been, a wet blanket has come over my life and sucked all the energy out of it. Your spirit is that of a victim. Friends, I know my Bible, my Bible says this. Greater is he that is in me, is he that is in the world. I am a new creation. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives within me. In the life that I now live, I live in Jesus Christ. Friends, you may be in a place where externally things might be tough, but who can fix a broken spirit? Friends, you've got to come and connect with Jesus Christ again. Worship is a way that you can strengthen your spirit. Praying in tongues, giving worship, giving praise to the Lord is a way that you can build your spirit. That's why the Bible says, build yourself, build yourself in the holy faith by praying in the spirit. Maybe you're here today and your spiritual life is just flat. 
Maybe you're here today and you think you're alive, but you're as dead as a doornail inside. You're drawing your life from everyone else around you. Actually, you're a, become like one of those iron balls. Don't be, don't be an iron ball on something. Don't be a wet blanket. This is not the time to be a wet blanket spiritually. When it comes to give worship, when it comes to give praise, it's like, When it comes to worship, some people are like this. Come on. You've got to posture yourself for praise. You've got to posture yourself for worship. Your spirit is dead today. Get back into prayer. Get back into fasting again, and it will arise in your spirit. The second thing is faith. Connected to your spirit is faith. Faith is, able, is, to, is, is there to rule your five senses. We walk by faith, not by what we experience or feel with our senses. Some people today, they live out of their senses. If their body's sick or they feel sad or if they feel this or if they feel that or if they feel rejected, then they are rejected. But friends, that doesn't have to be. Your faith is there to supersede. Your faith is there not to be subdued by your senses. Your faith is there to subdue your senses. It means it doesn't matter what's going on around me. It doesn't matter if I feel afraid or nervous. I will be strong. I will believe that God is who He says He is and will do what He says He will do. If He says step out of that boat, I will step out of that boat. If He says go and do a conference in Auckland, I won't won't back down. I was nervous a little bit, but I got to allow that spirit of faith to supersede my nervousness. Don't get embarrassed. Don't get shy. God will meet you on the water. The tongue. You've got to shift your posture and your tongue. Pat, remember, I don't know if you remember this, but when we were laying some floor and things weren't working out, as, it wasn't going down as it's supposed to, laying the vital. Pat, Pat said something along the lines of, you've got to shift your tongue. Instead of having your tongue on this side of your mouth, put it on the other side of your mouth. You know what I'm talking about. You know, I was reminded of that. And you know what? Sometimes you've got to shift your tongue. You know, you've got to suffer that, right? To that side. Some people you're talking too negative. Some people you talk, the way that you talk creates an atmosphere. You've got to shift the posture and the way you speak. Instead of speaking negativity, instead of speaking down, instead of speaking how bad and how negative this environment Whatever you speak out of your mouth will create an atmosphere. Some people here today, you need to shift your tongue. Stop speaking the way that you're used to be speaking. Start speaking a different language. Woo. Start speaking. See, faith has a language. Praise has a language. Worship has a language. Your spirit has a language to it. I can tell what's in there by the words that you're speaking. Some of you have got to shift your language. Instead of, oh, it's worried about me or anything like worried about what's going to happen, start to shift possibility. Listen to how many times the word worry may come out of your mouth. You've got to shift your tongue. Somebody tell them, I'm going I'm to shift my tongue. I'm going to start speaking faith. Come on, tell them. Get that, t- get that little, little, little tongue moving. 
I'm going to start to pray a lot more. I'm going to start to worship a lot more. I'm going to start to shift my tongue. I'm going to start to speak differently. Third, fourth thing I'm going to shift, the posture shift. I'm going to shift my posture of prayer. Come on, stay with me. We're nearly done. We're nearly done. Oh, no, it's hot. Look, I'm sweating more than any of you. I'm going to shift my posture in prayer. I don't know about you, but I have pleaded for God to do some things. Please, God, take all the bad monsters away. Please, God, make that person do that. You can... You could pray like that if you really wanted to, but to me, that's not kind of prayer. It's okay to, to you know, to pray in a, in a quiet and gentle way. I mean, I do that, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. But when there's a, you do that all the time, yeah, it shapes everything else. You've got to posture your prayer. Jesus said, don't pray for the mountain to shift. Speak to the mountain. There's, it's one thing for pray to God to do something. But when you become aware of His presence inside of you, when you become aware of His presence around you, when you become aware of His Spirit inside of you, you can speak to that thing. You can decree to that thing. You can decree to your harvest. You can decree to your family. You can decree to your cows. You can decree to your apple trees. You can decree to your finances. You can decree to the sick. Be healed and it will be healed. Some of you have got to learn to shift how you start to pray. Instead of pleading for God, start to stand up and start to decree what God has already set in motion over your life. Don't just pray for growth, decree growth over your life. You get the gist of what I'm saying. There's a big difference in what we're talking about, you know. Becoming aware of His mighty presence in and youth. Second to last one, relationships. Shifting the posture of how you relate to people. From living in your own world and doing my own thing to purposefully investing into and building into people. Friends, our destiny is found in the people around us. And if you draw, if you continually draw from people and don't invest into anything, don't invest into anyone, you're always wondering, you're always waiting for somebody to reach out to you. Proverbs says this, a man who must have, a man who has friends must sit there and wait for somebody to be friendly to him. No, it doesn't say that at all. It says a man who has friends must show himself friendly. Some people you're waiting, you're you're lonely, but the fact is you're just sitting there waiting. You haven't done anything to reach out into anyone. You haven't invited anyone into your world. Instead of waiting to be invited, go and invite somebody. You could do this after the service. I like, many people like to be invited somewhere. I like to be invited somewhere. But I love to invite people into my home as well. Posture your relationships so you're investing into people. Last one, physically, the way that we show it, the way that we carry ourselves, the way that we show up, the way that we live our lives. What's that song by the Bee Gees? I can tell. (laughs) Staying alive or something like that. You can see how they walk. Probably some not good language there, but anyway, you get the gist of it, you know. Some people, the way that they show up, the way that we show up to church, the way that we show up to prayer, the way that we just show up in general, 
Some people drag themselves in. It's like, man, you look like you need to be put down. Carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, you don't need to. Physically posture yourself in a way. Hold yourself. It's the person that God has for you to be. You are a new creation. If you're here today, old things are passed away. All things have become you. Don't hold yourself the way that you used to hold yourself. Don't hold yourself physically the way that you used to hold yourself physically. Don't hold yourself like a victim. You are more than a conqueror. Then walk like you're more than a conqueror. Show up like you're more than a conqueror. Even though you don't feel it, still show up anyway. There are times when I've got to stand up in this place and inspire you all. And I don't feel like it. (laughs) I honestly don't. But when I shift myself, shift my posture, shifting it out of an act of faith to say, look, I don't feel like it. I can just sleep in or just go fishing or do something. To heck with it. Done. No, I don't really get like that. But when you shift yourself in posture, there are times when I don't want to pray. But when I start to give myself from prayer, physically, things start to shift. There are things, times when I don't want to relate to anybody. But when I reach out and shift that posture physically, things start to shift. There are some times when I don't want to worship, but I give myself to worship and things start to shift. Come on, some of us, let's start to hold ourselves like the king's sons and daughters of the Most High God. That's who you are. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Look at you all just... And if it was me, I'd be standing on my feet the whole flipping way through. I was. I'd preaching to myself. So I'll stand on my feet the whole way through. Why? Because I want to posture myself. Yeah, I'm expecting for it. Come on, lift our hands today. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence in our lives. We thank you, your presence is here. Thank you, Lord, for your call for us to arise today. Father, where we're sitting down in our spirit, Father, where we've postured ourselves lying down, where we've postured ourselves in defeat, where we've postured ourselves in, in smallness. Father, today, lift us up. Today, we respond in our spirits to you today. Lord, we step out and believe today that you will come, that you will meet with us. Father, our lives would count today in Jesus' name. We thank you for the great things that you have for us this year. Father, I thank you for the great influence. I thank you for the growth that you're going to do in our lives today. Father, give us the strength and the the grace, I pray today, to make that shift in our life today, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, shift. All God's people said, Come on, one more time, all God's people said. Tell the person next to you, I'm going to shift today. I'm going to shift in my heart. I'm going to shift in my 